0: Hello, friends. I'm Melissa. And I'm Alicia. And we're the hosts of Love Letters 2, the podcast that brings you two times a week love letters to the people, places and events in history that should be celebrated and remembered. You are now about to enter into the realm of the Queen's podcast with our friends, Katie and Nathan. If you are sensitive to strong language, this is your heads up. You are most certainly going to hear it within this episode.
1: Hi, this is Katie.
0: And this is Nathan.
1: And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history.
0: Showtime. It's showtime. Da, 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 da. So, Nathan. Who are we
1: talking about today?
0: Adam De Montespan. Oh, uh,
1: Yes! I love- I'm kind of I ca-
0: excited.
1: I love how you, like, you said it like, Montespan. Like, you put some, like, you I put know. some sexy in it. Like, you-
0: Yeah, but uh, disclaimer, we're probably going to say all of these names wrong. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> They're so- I- And the thing is, we really do, y'all. We- We really do try to go find how to pronounce some of these names. And um, sometimes it's just not going to happen as hard as we try. Um, So the French names, we have attempted to learn how to say if we get them wrong and you still feel the need to go into our reviews and give us a bad review for that. Well, you know, it sounds like your life is sad.
0: Oh, I love it. I love (laughs) sassy Katie. I love sassy Katie. This is great. I've
1: already had one of your cocktails. So maybe that's why I'm a little sassy. So Nathan, what are we drinking?
0: So this is called the French Martini. So what I did is I took an ounce and a half of raspberry vodka, Half an ounce of Chambord, which, um, fun fact, mm-hmm. Louis Fourteenth of France was one of the first people to sample Chambord. So, Which
1: is very relevant to the content we are about to discuss.
0: I know. I love it. <laughs> I, I know he wasn't like the first one because they, they probably wanted to make sure it wasn't going to kill anybody first.
1: <laughs> you might want to make sure it doesn't kill anybody before you give it to the king. That tracks Yeah, you.
0: Yeah. But he was one of the first to really taste it. So... Half an ounce of that, then I took two ounces of cranberry juice. Okay, and then a half an ounce of blackberry liqueur, mm. and then I mix that all together, straight into a glass, and throw some blackberries on that hoe. Yes. Oh.
1: <laughs> so today we've only got one Patreon shout out, Caroline.
0: Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Bye. Caroline. <laughs> Caroline. I'm sure she doesn't get that at all, ever. <laughs>
1: no, never, never. I'm sure never she's never that got one. that before. Well, Caroline, <laughs> thank you for supporting us on Patreon, and thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon, as well as just anybody that likes our show and listens and yeah. follows us on social media. And and I, yeah,
0: thanks, everybody. <laughs> so let's start off with Miss Madame de Montespan. Oh, All right, right. Uh, so our girl was born on October 5th, 1640 in France. Yes. Uh, we actually know her birthday, so. Yay.
1: Yeah, she's a Libra.
0: Yes. So according to Yield Google, uh, Librans are extroverted, cozy, and friendly people. Librans like The scales that they symbolize the sign are often concerned with attaining balance, harmony, peace, and justice in the world. With their vast stores of charm, intelligence, frankness, persuasion, and seamless connectivity, they are well-equipped to do so. So that last sentence, I feel like chef's kiss for our girl.
1: I think a lot of that really tracks, yeah. Her full name at birth was Francois Atinas- de rocher de montemart
0: nailed, nailed it. it oh my gosh i feel like i'm in paley right now
1: <laughs> but i think why don't we just call her francois or franny or later montespan like she's or kind of known. madame
0: as. if you're nasty
1: oh miss madame if you're nasty
0: i love that i love that
1: a big chunk of her life, she did go by her middle name, Athenus, which is like, um, if you see it written down, it looks like Athena. And that's because there was like, during her lifetime, there was this big um, surge in popularity of like Greek and Roman mythology. And so if her middle oh, name's wow. Athena, it's after the goddess of, uh, what was Athena the goddess of? War?
0: Or something? everything, And so that's why
1: she adopted her middle name later in life, because it was very trendy. But I sound like an asshole trying to say her middle name. So we're gonna stick with <laughs> some of her other names.
0: So her family life, bougie as hell. So mm-hmm. both mom and dad from very rich, influential families. But dad's family, the house of Roshuar was next Level bougie.
1: Like next, next level. Like bougie on bougie on bougie on bougie. bougie.
0: How many bougies was that? Four? Oh. Yes. Yes, that's a lot. Bougie that's, Bougie a Bougie lot.
1: Bougie. that's a lot. That's a How do you? Uh, is that how you quatre, say it quatre, quatre, <laughs> quatre.
0: <laughs> So, like, they're seriously noted in historical records from all the way up into like the ninth century. So mm-hmm. that's a big fucking deal. That's an old ass family.
1: Yeah, so, and amongst this this group of nobilities, like being able to trace your family as far back as eight seventy six, that was a flex. That was a big flex. Yeah.
0: So her dad was a Duke and her mom was a lady in waiting to the current queen Anne of Austria. So our girl knew life at court from a pretty young age. So Mm -hmm. straight out the gate. She knew all the etiquette. She knew who everyone was probably knew all the hot little gossip all the tea that's being spilt everywhere mm-hmm. uh, not a bad start and at all and we know that she had an older sister Gabriel Gabrielle sorry Gabriel's my dog's name <laughs> um, <laughs> Gabriel <laughs> Gabriel <laughs> I can't I can't talk today uh, she was a lady in waiting at court and was also very pretty and very pretty well, you know, that's pretty unpopular in French. Just
1: you're trying. You know. You're trying to lean in. Her dad was really popular at court. So everyone in this family had, like, it was almost sort of like a trait you get. Like, on my mom's side of the family, most of us are blonde. But in this family, it was like a trait that everybody got that they were funny and smart and witty. I love this. It, yeah, me too. <laughs> so her dad was really, really popular at court. Cause he had that family trait of being funny and smart and witty and just everyone liked being around it, around him. And Franny seems to have really, um, inherited that trait from her dad.
0: I love that. He's the guy at the party. That's like the life of the party. So
1: yeah, they were known for, they were known for their very distinct sense of humor and Franny would carry on that family tradition.
0: Oh, my,
1: gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry oh to bring some God. Hank Williams Jr. in here.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Why do you drink? Yeah, drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the first 10 years of her life, we really don't know a whole lot. Mm -hmm. uh we do know that mom and dad weren't really around which not too too uncommon for some of the women that we covered Mm -hmm. uh because she would have been primarily raised by a nanny so she'd get visits from her parents every now and then it just wasn't like a regular occurrence
1: one thing i did read though is that her mom was worried that her daughters because i think they just had girls but she was worried that her daughters wouldn't fill a attachment so her mom did go out of her way to visit home or write home as much as possible so that's, that's nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah at least she wasn't completely abandoned yeah uh, <laughs> sometimes she would actually go to court with her mom oh. so however the king of france Louis the 13th ended up dying in 1643 so franny would have been about three at the time Right. So her mother went from being lady in waiting to like basically being the queen.
1: Yeah, but now, like, but now it's the dowager queen. Uh, yes. However, Anne of Austria, I think, would be an interesting episode to do one day as well. Louis the Fourteenth's uh, mom, Anne of Austria, she was very, very powerful in the early years of her son's reign. So. So even though yeah. her her boss has now gone from queen to dowager queen, she was still um, very much in the inner circles. I
0: think we covered that in the Viga episode where like mom was stage mom and yeah. still had a lot of power. Well, I mean, look at Catherine strings.
1: de' Medici, if we're talking mm-hmm. about dowager queen still being very powerful. So,
0: yeah. So little side note about what's going on in France in 1643. Uh-huh. <laughs> and in 1643... The new king is crowned Louis Fourteenth. Yes. Problem is, he's all of five years old.
1: Hashtag babies don't need jobs. This, no. is, this is, that is, in my personal opinion, you know, like we wouldn't elect a five-year-old to be president. Like, I kind of feel like kings should probably follow the same.
0: But he's actually one of the few baby kings. That is not a complete dumpster fire. His
1: his childhood was insane. Maybe we can talk about it on Patreon at some point. But um, yeah, he did grow up to be, I think in his childhood, he learned really quick like what not to do because mm-hmm. he had a lot of advisors doing some shifty shit. And so <laughs> he applied it to what not to do once he came into power. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and fun fact: Louis the Fourteenth ruled for seventy-two years. Seventy-two so,
1: years. Yeah.
0: So Elizabeth II still—you need to hold on, girl. Just a two little bit years. longer.
1: Two more yeah. years, because right now Louis the Fourteenth still holds the longest reigning monarch. Right. Yes. And Elizabeth is two years behind. So come on, girl, keep on trucking.
0: <laughs> she didn't
1: start when she was five, so. He's got a uh, yeah, little bit of a
0: so leg up. <laughs> got a little bit of a leg up on that one. Also, there is a ton of war during this story. Um, like nine, to be exact. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't watched or listened to Queen's podcast, because you don't watch a podcast, you listen to them.
1: You listen, t- uh, typically. Yeah.
0: Um, we don't really talk that much about war, because I think both of us have agreed that we kind of find <sighs> it kind of boring. like Just not my jam.
1: All the wars that went on during uh, Louis's reign, you can find podcasts on it. Like, you can yes. find YouTube videos on them. Madame de Montespan, I found only one or two other podcasts that have dedicated episodes to her in all of the internet. And then, like, so we're not going to go into the war because if you are actually interested in the war's... You can go find some other sources for that. We want to focus on Madame.
0: So uh, back to her story. Let's fast forward, (laughs) and she's gonna be about twelve years old. So it's time to focus on that edumacation. I don't uh, Uh, like.
1: I couldn't really tell if she got any edumacation up to that point. Like, because twelve seems kind of late in the game to start. Educating, but I, I i have to assume she could at least read or something by that point yeah
0: she'd probably know the basics of like reading writing music yeah. you know yeah. stuff like that
1: 12 it was time to get serious and so she went off to a convent in our minds we maybe think like convent like dreary ugh, but like this was top-notch education for a girl at this time it would have been like a practical education, but as, as well as like a deep religious education. I read that she was very devout to the end of her life, saying that she took communion at least once a week. And I, is, I don't, is that a lot? Is that a lot to take communion?
0: <laughs> I, think, I feel like that's pretty average because I know in Catholicism, you do have to um, go to confession before you take communion. So if you haven't confessed your sins, you can't partake in communion. So that would mean not only is she going to confessions once a week, she's doing Mm. communion once a week. So she's probably pretty active in the church.
1: Okay. 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 One thing that I thought was kind of cool that she learned in the convent is that it wasn't typical for women of the nobility at the time, is she learned to cook and she really enjoyed it. And like, we don't hear about that. We don't hear about that because she's going to have... She's not going to be cooking in her day-to-day. They're assuming she's going to marry a duke or something like that. She's yeah. not going to be cooking in her day-to-day. So I kind of love I love you love cooking. I love cooking. I love
0: cooking. Yeah. It's it's like a stress relief for me. Oh
1: my god. It's like an art form.
0: Yeah, and then at the end of it you get to enjoy this tasty and delicious meal. I literally just ate my red beans and rice that I yes. made. Yes.
1: Even though for me, I, by the time I'm done cooking, I'm usually full because I taste it the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's the beauty of being a cook is you end up going to the table and serving everybody else and you look like you only eat two bites. And you're like, I'm like I'm oh, full. I'm so
1: dainty. I couldn't possibly eat more. It's because I've been eating for the last hour cooking this for you. But no, <laughs> like you don't hear that a lot with women of the nobility, that that was something they learned. So mm-hmm. that's just a funny little tidbit into her personality that I like.
0: So her family was relatively happy and pretty close for that time um i mean her dad had lots of affairs but we all know frenchmen that's just kind of the thing it was they just typical
1: back like back then it seemed like you could you could have all the affairs you wanted so long as you were still nice to your wife that was kind of yes. the rule. so long as you're still nice to your wife whatever.
0: And mom didn't like that he had affairs, which I'm sure not very many many women are like, yeah, this is fine. Uh, She just never outright came and made a fuss about it. Because he was still nice to her
1: most of the time. Right.
0: Plus, we don't really think they were really allowed each other all that much. So it wasn't like in her face, you know, like, yeah, she, she
1: was working at the court of the queen. He was working somewhere else. So it's not like she saw his mistresses mm-hmm. often or whatever, but then Fanny's dad falls in love hard with one of his mistresses. And yeah. I did go in a little bit of a rabbit hole about this. Cause it was so weird, like not weird, but it was so unusual. The circumstances, um, his wife is a stone cold hottie everyone is just like she's one of the most beautiful women at court got the girl that franny's dad just falls head over heels um is is older than his wife and not not a beauty but whatever it was he just he was like this is my person i am done and he didn't want to hide this affair and he didn't want to uh, live a double life which was like the st- you could have a mistress but you had to still show your wife your wife be the person on your arm when you went somewhere and he was like no i want this other woman that i actually love and the entire court uh, was the entire court was like but she's not as pretty she's not particularly rich she's not and he was just like ah. This is what I'm doing. Oh,
0: gosh. And he's just like doing it way out in the open. Mm -hmm. He's not hiding it at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is literally like he starts to live with her openly.
1: Yes. Scandal. It was a huge scandal. And Mama was so embarrassed. She basically filed for like what we would uh, call today a legal separation. Because they couldn't get divorced. bitch is
0: done. She's done. She's
1: done. (laughs) But it's still, you know. It's it's a little bit confusing to get into. That was not a done thing in the nobility at the time. You didn't divorce. You didn't separate from your husband. So it, yeah. feels, like, it feels like for a while there, her family life was tense.
0: Tense. Tense. <laughs> <laughs> so Franny was on her mother's side. So she was really close to her mom throughout all of this. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she grew up with her mom not around... She was always, like Katie was saying earlier, she would, her mom would write to her all the time. Yeah. Right? So there was communication there. So, yeah, at this point in time, she takes mom's side publicly, which, I mean, it'd be kind of hard not to. Right. To defend somebody like this. Uh, but maybe she's also taken some notes on the side about dad. In the back of her head, and she's, she's like, like,
1: hmm, hmm, how to survive a scandal. All right. So it is 1660. Our girl is 20 years old. She's educated as hell. She's bougie as hell. She's beautiful as hell. She's got long blonde hair, curvy figure, big blue eyes.
0: I love how you you just basically described yourself.
1: And she's funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I would have killed it at the French court. Killed it! I would have definitely been a mistress of
0: Louis Fourteenth. <laughs> yes. Side note, one thing a lot of people know about the reign of Louis Fourteenth is that he lived at Versailles. Mm-hmm. Well, currently, we're not there yet yes that's not this part of the story so Mm-mm. but right now the court is just genrely which is generally in french <laughs> thank um, you in Merci. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you're wondering like geographically where this story is taking place at
1: she is given a job working for the king's brother's wife a little bit of a side story here let's go on like let okay. aside what side quest what do they say in video games this is side a side quest? quest? Yes. We're going on a side quest.
0: Good job, Katie. <laughs>
1: yes, because uh, I, I really think this would be a really good Patreon subject. Mm. The king's brother was this guy named Philippe, and he was married to Henrietta of England. So remember Charles II that we've talked about in um, the Hortens Mancini and the Nell Gwyn episode. Yeah. So this is his sister. Okay. His his mother and his sister fled England when Charles the got his head cut off, as you might do when your dad gets his head cut off.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you might, might want Molly. You in danger, girl. You might yes.
1: This was a, <laughs> Molly. You in danger, girl. And so then they went to France, and so then she married. <laughs> philippe but philippe is gay as hell
0: oh yeah no i i went down a rabbit hole on this one yeah please google an image of him he just looks like he comes with fairy wings included batteries Mm. included too
1: Mm, yes yes but i was just thinking for a patreon it might be interesting to do an episode about him and the love of his life his his main boyfriend
0: yes anyway that's gonna happen (laughs) anyway
1: anyway what you need to know about madame de montespan is that she is now working for henrietta of england the sister-in-law to the king
0: and everyone fucking loves her like she is a hit yeah she's getting all this attention everyone loves her she loves them for loving her and that showbiz kid
1: (laughs) showbiz kid
0: so Duke of Orleans thinks she is fucking hilarious.
1: Oh, the Duke of Orleans is the—I don't think we said that yet. The Duke of Orleans is the F- Philippe guy. Philippe. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, the homosexual.
1: The homosexual.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so she's one of the Duchess's favorite ladies. She literally lights up the room anytime she joins a party, and then. She meets a boy. Oh,
1: of course she All does. things are off.
0: All, all bets are off now.
1: Yep. Yep. So his name was oh, Alexandra <sighs> de la Trimolle. No, let me try. Alexandra de la Trimolle. Yeah, Alexandra whatever.
0: Alexandra de la Trimolle. Y-
1: yes. <laughs> so, but he's from this really bougie family, too. And so they're, like, on the same level. Yeah. Like, his name is impossible to say in an American accent without sounding like a total dickhead. So, sorry. We're just going to call him Alex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, smart, funny, cute, charming. So Mm it sounds like they could be a pretty good match. Oh, because she
1: is smitten kitten the moment she meets him. She is just like, (laughs) oh, my God. And so they start planning their wedding pretty soon after but spoiler alert it didn't and then it, it didn't go through
0: uh Boothang decided to get caught up in a duel um and duels were made illegal in france in the 1620s and they were punishable by death straight up so if you didn't survive the duel you got killed <laughs> you could anyway. get
1: executed. Did you? Right, have, did you ever watch Outlander?
0: No, and I know I, I'm I'm gonna get shamed for this.
1: It's fine. It's fine. It- <laughs> because of Outlander, I knew that duels were illegal in France. Whenever I was I'm so glad this. that
0: they did this for you.
1: Yes, yes. I'm so glad <laughs> that they thought of me. While
0: <laughs> So Alexander runs away to Portugal where he dies just a few years later.
1: Yeah. So, so Alec- imagine
0: what things would have been like if like he would have stuck around.
1: Cuz it seems like she was actually in love with this one. So like or yeah, like maybe if different. maybe if she was actually married a man that she loved, maybe she yeah, things would be different. I don't want to give any more spoilers away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this was this was a scare for the family. Because Mm. since Alex had been so in love with her, he didn't care that she didn't have a dowry. Because, you know how dad? Dad is in the relationship with this other woman. Yeah. So he's paying for her to live a top-notch, top-of-society life. But he's also still having to send home money to his actual wife and maintain the palace that they own together. So he's dipped into his his daughter's dowries and I mean Ugh. I really? mean Franny, Franny's got no dowry now that this guy that agreed to marry her without a dowry is gone it's um it's a little it's a it's a little tricky time
0: a little, little little tricky time luckily another dude falls for Francois like legit <laughs> the next day
1: and, like, we're not joking. Like, literally the next day, she convinces somebody else to marry her.
0: And so, you know, who needs the loads of money when you're beautiful, smart, and funny, you know? Like, you can find right? somebody
1: with money. That's giving me Bridgerton and vibes.
0: Yeah, it is. So, enter a guy named Louis-Henri de Pardellon. Nailed it. De Gondrin. Double nailed it. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> good.
1: We're just gonna call this guy Louis Henry, because there are a hundred Louis in this story. Yeah, and um, all the other names are too hard for us to say.
0: <laughs> I like the way that you think here.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: so she literally met him the day after her fiance fled the country. Like Louis Henry's cousin had been killed in the duel, so like mm-hmm. he went to visit her to be like, "Hey, this really sucks." Uh, I, I can, can totally relate. relate i'm also affected yeah.
1: by this yeah
0: but then they've just fell in love like he fell head over heels with her and then they married a week later a week <laughs> one week a
1: week so okay I have opinions um <laughs> so why why is she in such a rush like what maybe she she's 23 maybe she's like i'm getting older now Which now we wouldn't, we'd consider 23 a fresh out of the womb baby, like you were
0: still a fetus. Yeah, but back in the day, you were married at 14.
1: (laughs) Her sister, who like followed the same trajectory as her at court, had been married with children by the time she was 23. So maybe she was comparing Mm -hmm. herself to her sister. Also, when you're married, you get a little bit more autonomy. You can go to the salons without a chaperone. You can order the clothes that you actually like. Like, you just get this level of autonomy that you don't whenever you're an unmarried girl. But also, maybe she was just like, fuck it. This guy seems fine. And he doesn't care that I don't have a dowry. Like, fuck it.
0: Let's get married.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. There is one theory, though, that I want to discuss with you, Nathan. Their first child was born exactly, like, almost to the day, nine months after their wedding.
0: Ah, so maybe she thought she was pregnant, so she was like, we gotta do this now.
1: Because she was actually in love with Alex, maybe, but maybe somehow she knew that she was already a month pregnant or something from Alex. And she was just like, I just need to make a guy fall in love with me. And so that's why she married... That's very
0: plausible. I mean, but at the same point, couldn't she get away with it and be like, well, they aren't supposed to have sex before they got married?
1: Yeah, different standards for men and women. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't married yet. They were just engaged. Yeah, so...
0: Ah, I like this theory.
1: I I couldn't find it really anything online to super support my theory. <laughs> That's just oh, I thought so I you were
0: had... definitely that bitch, you're Lady Whistledown basically. <gasps> I am <You're>... Lady
1: Whistledown. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: i wish i could see katie's (laughs) face we're
1: recording this i can put it on tiktok it's fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) so the wedding didn't go perfectly and people would later say their wedding was a bad omen for a not so great marriage
1: not so great
0: yeah, they were supposed to kneel to take communion at the wedding. And Franny just like totally forgot the pillow they're supposed to kneel on. So they used dog beds.
1: Which to me sounds great. But like I just like,
0: <laughs> Katie's like, like, and the problem is, if it's good enough for Bailey, it's good enough for me. So okay? there were dogs
1: around? Like, yeah, thumbs up. But no, but for them, it was like, he was a bit like, oh, you didn't bring this. And she's like, Argh. Let's make it work, and it was kind of yeah viewed as a bad omen. But it, it, they were married, like it. Yes. So her husband is now the Marquis de Montespan, and so now she is Madame de Montespan. Yay.
0: Yay. So Louis Henri's family—they're of nobility, but they're not rich, bitch. Like not Mm-mm. super duper rich. In fact, there's a story that we just do not have the time to go in fully. Don't don't cliff notes tldr is that louis Henri's uncle m- had been involved in a scandal and now basically his whole family's not welcome at court so now being in court is how nobility really made money at the time
1: i mean that was like for for franny that's the only thing on her resume that is her only skill set is being a lady in wedding waiting being a courtier so like if it's like sh- she needs to keep that mm-hmm. position to make money because they don't really have any and she doesn't have any and he doesn't have any yeah
0: yep about nine months after their wedding almost to the day uh, her her first daughter christine was born and boom she's right back in court
1: yo when we say right back right Back at court, like way too fast, in my opinion. She even
0: got claps from Katie on that one.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I think she, I think one, she had FOMO, and yeah, two, for sure. I think she was probably feeling cooped up living with her husband's family because um, she's been at court the last few years.
0: Yeah. She was like the little shining star at court, too. So she was the diamond.
1: Bridgerton references. Anyway. <laughs>
0: So we haven't been watching that at all.
1: She needed to make money. Yes, she went after her daughter was born. She went back to court and performed in a ballet two weeks after her daughter was born.
0: How? Wow! Uh.
1: I have never birthed a child, so but but from what I hear, two weeks is fast. <laughs> like that is <laughs> that's not a whole. 'Cause also you have to train to perform that ballet. Like, so did she like just what did she have no doubt? I, I have so many questions that the internet could not tell me.
0: <laughs> right. So the ballet that she was in was meant to showcase the King's current official mistress. I am uh-huh. going to butcher the fuck out of this name. Um, her name was Louis de la Valliere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From here on, let's just let's just call her Luis.
0: Yeah. I think she's the only
1: Luis in the story that let's just call here her Luis. Yeah. I'm
0: here for yeah. it. So she had been the official mistress uh since like sixteen sixty one. So it's like what, sixteen sixty three right now. So she's been yeah, so like at it for a minute. Two or three
1: minute. years, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And by the way, uh King Louis, of course, is married. Um and he's married to Maria Teresa of Spain since right. sixteen sixty. So this has been going on for a hot minute.
1: Yeah. If there's one thing you may already know about Louis Fourteenth of France before coming into this episode, what you probably know is that this guy fucked.
0: Yeah, a lot. This guy fucked and this guy fucked often. Yeah, he had lots of mistresses. Like, it was mm-hmm. insane how many he had.
1: We've already kind of mentioned his, I guess, brother-in-law, uh, Charles II. Second. Of England,
0: Mm.
1: but they they kind of remind me of each other a little bit, Mm -hmm. like because they both had a shitload of mistresses, and they both like Louis the Fourteenth was called the Sun King during his reign, so he was fairly popular, and the same with Charles the Second. He brought Christmas back to England, so he was popular. So anyway, that's
0: yeah, and they both fucked, and they both fucked.
1: Yes, side (laughs) quest. Anyway, (laughs) bring it on back. (laughs)
0: So fun fact of Louis the Fourteenth, he was only five three, so he's a little baby son king.
1: He's a little baby son king.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he actually he actually brought high heels into fashion for men, which I am here for. I love it. So, if Madame de Montespan had any interest in the king at this point, we just don't know about it. But the current official mistress, you know, Louis or L- cannot, Louise, I cannot with these <laughs> names today. Uh, <laughs>
1: Louise La Valle. should we just call her LLV? LLV.
0: So LLV, LLV is the exact opposite of Franny. So mm-hmm. LLV, not really noted as such a great beauty. She's yeah. not really ambitious. She's very conflicted about being a mistress because she didn't believe in adultery. So yeah, complete opposite of Franny.
1: Yeah, not not we're not gonna see any of these problems with Madame de Montespan. Although she wasn't like romantically on the king's radar yet the king obviously knew who she was because she was like kind of talk of the town or whatever and she worked for his brother the duke of orleans so he already knew about her and he loved her sense of humor she was just a lot of fun to be around like we said she she got that from her dad her dad was the same way she kept on top of politics philosophy she always had something clever and funny to say so the king raised her from a lady in waiting to the duke's wife to a lady in waiting to the queen marie theresa which was not only just a big like societal move but also a huge financial move for her as well. Cause like being the lady in waiting to the Duke's wife was like an internship. Like I didn't really pay. Yeah. So now being a lady waiting to the queen It has to pay, because you are expected to always be in the prettiest dresses, the prettiest hair, like you're expected to be the it girl, basically.
0: Yeah. So one example of her sense of humor, she used to tease the royal brothers that her family was older, and that her family was just (laughs) a little more influential. So I don't know, maybe I should be sitting on the throne.
1: So maybe I should be king. I don't know, just... Food for thought mull it over yeah
0: other people <laughs> making that joke would have been kicked out of court real quick but because she was so funny and charming and i'm sure damn titties didn't hurt damn titties didn't
1: hurt yep <laughs> 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 they were just like oh Madame de montespan you're so cute and then just like yeah she got away Brush with it whatever she wanted In 1665, she had another baby with her husband, uh, this time a son named Louis, which is going to be a trend. But after getting pregnant, after she got pregnant with her second child, with her husband, I don't, like, we just don't see a whole lot of evidence that her husband paid any attention to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, about that. Uh, There was definitely a rift in the relationship. Like He was never with his wife. They didn't really keep in touch, but you could always find Louis Henry at the gambling table at the blackjack table.
1: Dude loved to gamble like to the point that he almost ruined his family.
0: I mean, that could be part of the reason they had a rift too.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I read one story about how, He pawned a bunch of her jewelry while she was pregnant with their second child. She was furious, but it was, like, to keep himself. Because back then they had this thing called debtor prison. And if you, you know, if you were in debt and you couldn't pay it, you'd go to prison. And he did that to keep himself out of prison. And she was furious. But, like, what could she do? She couldn't. Yeah. She couldn't. Yeah. And so it just really sucks. Do better, Omri. Like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, he seems kind of like an a-hole, like a deadbeat husband.
1: It just ends up putting so much pressure on her because she is trying so hard at court not to let anybody know about their financial issues.
0: Yeah, Um, she just got her promotion. She's now the lady-in-waiting to the queen. Like, the lady-in-waiting to the queen are supposed to be the bougiest.
1: The bougiest.
0: She's supposed to have the latest fashion, the latest accessories, Mm -hmm. the latest Mm -hmm. everything. So this fucking sounds stressful. How
1: can you do that if your husband is pawning your jewelry to not go to jail? You know, like, that sounds horrible. I think it's around around this time of her second child that she got in her head. Like, yeah. I mean, the king had his wife and he had an official mistress, but he had other women that he fucked around with and gave gifts to. So I honestly think that it was around this time that she's like, huh, if the king paid attention to me, I could get a new dress here and there. I can get some gifts.
0: Mm-hmm. Just like
1: it sounds like she was carrying her entire family, like because her dad had been a fuck off and like you know left his mom, ma- her mom, and left them with financial issues, and now she's married to this husband who's also not bringing in any cash. I bet it's a fucking. That's a lot of pressure yeah. you know yeah
0: for sure she's
1: just thinking if i could just lighten this fucking load maybe i can just give the king a little handsy and then i get it <laughs> i i get a dress i can wear this season or something you
0: know yeah, sounds like a good deal to me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yes the king had his wife and official mistress but he had other girlfriends too and they right. only lasted a couple months here and there so i don't think she had in her head to oust the current official mistress or ma titre. Oh, that's
1: not, you said that so pretty. Did you practice?
0: No, I absolutely did not. <laughs> <laughs> so I think at this point, she's just like, I need to win. I need some money. I need a new dress. Let's go give a handsy to the king.
1: Yes, exactly. Handsy to the king, you know, good career path.
0: So now, now Franny was raised religious and she's married. Um, and Louis' mistresses weren't ever married women. Mm-mm, so you don't mm-mm. sleep with another man's wife. I mean, that's just typical bro code. That, it's just bro code. The,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, the king even went by that.
1: Yeah. So I think she had a bit of a crisis of faith at this point in her life. Because there are some records that indicate that she wrote to her husband before anything happened with the king. Being like, I'm not sure I want to work at court anymore. This is a lot. Come get your girl. I want to go home. And basically, well, like, so I've read a couple of different things. I couldn't figure out exactly what Louis Henri did for his day job. I read one thing that he tried to be like, a general, I read one thing that he tried to be a lawyer, but it sounds like whatever he was doing, it wasn't really make making enough money to keep up with his gambling habits. So he writes back being like, no, you need to stay put. Uh, it'd be the ruin of our family if you left. I don't think she ever planned to be the breadwinner for no. the entire family. She stayed at court. And I think when so, that's when she decided, she's like, "I see one very clear option of how I support myself and support my family and my children." You know,
0: because yeah, that's, that's a handsy to the king.
1: It's a handsy right. to the king, and that's what she set her sights on. Because we all need goals. Yes,
0: and yes. below jobs. Okay. <laughs> she was in the rare position that both the queen and the official mistress considered her her friend her her, right your friend yes yeah so everyone was like we love her she's the best new thing and the fact that these two women didn't talk to each other made them blind to that they were both confiding in Madame de Montespan they were being like
1: double played or whatever yeah And so
0: they they were telling her all about what the king likes what he doesn't like and yet again here's she is, she's taking notes, taking all dim notes with dim titties.
1: So the official mistress, Louise, LLV, she had been the mistress for like six or seven years. And the king still loved her, but at this point, he wasn't necessarily in love with her anymore. Mm. So she confided into Montespan. And I kinda hate this. I kind of hate this part of the story. She's like, you have so much confidence. You are so funny. Everyone likes being around you. You know, I've got these couple of dinners planned with the king. Maybe if you come with me and, like, act as our comedic relief, like, maybe then, like, we just get him in a good mood, and then I go to bed with him. And Montespan obviously is like, yeah, of course, I'll be your fluffer. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, and she totally... Does it? And LLV was like, OMG, you down with LLV? Um, down with LLV. This, LLV. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> this is working because now the king is super eager to spend time with me. You know, but sadly for Louise, it was not to spend time with her. Uh, the king actually started growing fond of, of Franny. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. This is awkward. I hate that Madame de Montespan played Louise like that. Yes. Like, it seems like Louise was a very sweet person, albeit maybe not very cunning. You know what I mean? Maybe not yeah. very, I don't want to say smart, because I do think she was a smart person, but just not very, she didn't know how to play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And Franny knew how to play the game. She Franny was, knew how to
1: play the game, yeah. She
0: knew what she was doing. She saw the king was falling out of love with her. So she played into this friendship hard. Like, yeah. she used it to her advantage.
1: Can you imagine, like, the public humiliation? Because it seems like everyone at court knew what Madame de Montespan was doing, except for LLV. Everyone knew, oh, she's playing you, she's pretending to be your friend so she can get to the king, except for the very trusting Louise. Like,
0: Yeah, poor girl was not meant for the French court at all. She
1: really wasn't. She was not. Oh, I bless her heart.
0: So fast forward a few months. And Louise is big in Preggers, and the King hasn't as much looked at her in months, which asshole. Um so
1: back then they believed that sleeping with a pregnant woman could make her lose the baby. Uh, now we know that's not truth. But also it gave it gave the king an excuse to not look at her. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: So, anyway. the court is moving to Flanders for, you know, war-dicking reasons. Um, and we're not going to go into
1: it like we already said.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the <laughs> king told Louise to stay behind in Paris uh, because she she's, like, big and preggers. And yeah. it's just better for the baby's health if you just chill. You know, she's you not into, like, horseback riding, <laughs> yeah. pregnant, like yeah. some of our queens. <laughs> but she knew it was really... Because he's no longer in love with her and she's getting the proverbial boot. Um,
1: Basically, yeah.
0: He just wanted to get away from her and he wanted to start an affair with our lovely Madame de Montespan. So all of it was true.
1: Louise came to Flanders anyway, even though the king had been like, don't do it. She was like, oh, he'll think it's so much fun. I'm going to surprise him there. And he did not think it was so much fun. He Uh did not want her there. And the two of them got in this huge fight in front of the whole court, which my heart just sings for this poor lady. Like, she's already being disrespected. Everyone at court knows that he doesn't want her anymore. And now she's big and pregnant, and he yells at her in front of everybody. Uh. Franny is sitting there after the whole altercation happens. She, like turns and just very loudly to the whole court is like I would never want to be the king's mistress this is such a stressful situation who would ever want to put themselves in this situation being the king's mistress must suck balls The like, lady okay,
0: we, we doth just yeah. too much. Yes. <laughs> right. We get it. You kind of secretly want to be the king's mistress. Okay. okay. Gotta, Take yeah. several seats.
1: Well, and also everyone knew that the king was like in love with her already at this point. Yeah.
0: So anyway, it was here in Flanders that their affair started officially. Uh, mm-hmm. The story goes that Madame de Montespan was in the bath, and the king decides to dress up like a guard, and he's just looking around for her. Then he just, like, walks right on into the room that she's bathing in, which, kind of weird. It's weird! Yeah. <laughs> know, right? so I'm just when- a
1: guard poking into the bathrooms, What?
0: yeah right and when he walked in she was just like getting out of the tub so she had like a towel wrapped around her mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. freaked the fuck out and started to scream but then she realizes oh this is five oh. foot three Louie. Oh. oh it's
1: little louis, little <laughs> louis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she just lets the towel drop to the ground and then he's like doom titties
1: And that's when some -er, of this started -er, happening. -er,
0: -er, -er,
1: -er. (laughs) And that seems like a good place. Everybody shush! William
0: Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when
1: the woman you love dies?
0: It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.
1: Let's take a little break. Let's top off our drinks. And we'll be back.
0: And we're back. So they fucked.
1: So they fucked. And they fucked a lot.
0: And they fucked often. Yes.
1: three,
0: (laughs) Three times a day. Every day, penis and vagina intercourseal activities. Did you say
1: intercourseal? Yes. Is that, is that like an actual-
0: It is now.
1: So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so like, he would seriously uh, come into her rooms, and even if she'd still have other people in the room, he'd just like start taking off her clothes in front of everybody. Like- Imagine being the poor maid and just being like, ah. I know.
1: (laughs) So a few months later, they head back to Paris. And it was pretty much like an open secret at this point that Franny is the new chick. Yes. But the official mistress, I mean, LLV was still at court. And there was, like, oh, to make someone the mistress on... T- <laughs> um, or, what, The mistress on... T- <laughs> the
0: the um, official mistress.
1: <laughs> there was paperwork. There was a whole lot of shit. So he wasn't convinced just yet that she was going to have saying power. So he didn't give her this role. And he also didn't want to put LLV into any more embarrassment
0: that she had already had. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what he did next was so mean to LLV. Like, I don't know if he Mm. meant to or not, but Mm. we're going to go through it. First, he gave Franny rooms that were conjoined to LLV's room. So to everyone else, it looked like he was just going to visit his official mistress. But then he just like, just passing through. As and then he go goes to- and boynes Franny. Were- yeah, yeah.
1: That must have been so, like, oh, are you here to visit me? No, I'm just passing through. Oh, oh, that hurts my heart. I don't love that. I do not love that journey for them.
0: So, also in public, he made it look like Montespan was now LLV's, like, lady-in-waiting. But she never worked for Mm-mm, Louise. And mm-hmm. everyone actually in court knew that she was only there as a cover-up. And it was just a huge slap in the face to Louise.
1: Another big thing why they couldn't like um, openly acknowledge Franny as his official mistress. Like we said earlier, she was married. His yeah. mistresses weren't usually married. And it's a huge scandal to have an, a married woman acting as your official mistress. I It made me think of... Um, Oh, God, who are we talking? We've talked about several mistresses that were married. This was this this predated a lot of those. And it was just like, what do I do with this? Like, he couldn't really give her the official title. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The king could change that by acknowledging her. Or if they had children together, the king could also change that by acknowledging their children. The king could change the roles, but he was hesitant at first to be like, where does this go? You know?
0: Yeah. So after a year or so of this, Luis was like, yeah, I'm done. And the king was like, cool, 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 cool. Makes sense. Uh, so I not.
1: Up, I can't believe it took her a year.
0: Right? But he ended up making her a duchess, gave her an income, so their children had titles and shit. And she's like, LLV's like, peace out, I'm going to a convent. Bye. And the king was like, peace out, love you, bye.
1: <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine living in that humiliation for like a year?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, at least Louis didn't like make his ex boo thing sleeping on, sleep on the streets and shit. Like, he at least took care of them.
1: He did take care of all his mistresses. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right.
0: Because he knew the power of the pussy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> either. So, let's uh, circle back.
1: Uh, <laughs> but we'll circle back. back
0: to Versailles for a minute, shall we? Oh, we oui, oui. So, Louis XIV first visited this cute little hunting lodge when he was a sweet baby king uh, yeah. and he was being sent out of paris during the smallpox outbreak so Louis's life as a child was tumultuous and ever since he was young he was kind of over all of this bullshit court life
1: right
0: and he slowly grew to think that the nobility had too much power and had too much say which he's not really wrong on that
1: he, one he ain't wrong Neither Have you been to Versailles? No. It is the fanciest fucking place that I have ever been in in my life, and I have been... To a number of fancy places.
0: Oh she bougie. mm, Where's her crown. mm.
1: But no to think that it was. When he first went there. A small hunting lodge. Like (laughs) it's just. It's just really interesting to think about.
0: Oversimplification. But go on this journey with us just for a little bit. So slowly over time. He started to expand on this cute little hunting lodge. Cute Uh, little
1: hunting lodge. really
0: funny on how to describe Versailles. But if you don't. If you don't know what Versailles looks like, we'll wait for you. Google it. Google it. And we're back. So. <laughs> and we're back. It's
1: bougie as fuck. Y'all. Yeah.
0: That's a pretty big <laughs> hunting lodge, isn't it?
1: It's a very, a very fancy hunting lodge. Indeed.
0: So that's because this building... It was over the top of the palace, so this was a huge passion project for Louis, Mm -hmm. and subsequently a passion project for Madame de Montespan. Uh, They both wanted to expand Versailles, so she actually even designed one of the fountains up there. Super awesome. So they're building this relationship on architecture and Dick. Lots of dick.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, I I love this story about her getting into Versailles, like the designing of Versailles. And just because he kind of seemed like on his own island about like, I want to move the court to Versailles. And everyone else was like, why would you want to move the court to Versailles? We're all here. And she seems to be one of the first people that really embraced that with him. Mm -hmm. So I think that really spoke to him.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a recurring theme in any side hustle we talk about. It's always more than just sex that comes down to it. Right. Because remember, kings don't usually marry for love. It's very rare that we get a love match whenever we're finding these relationships. So he basically just married his wife because he needed to strengthen the alliance with Spain. Oh, that's Hashtag
1: so romance, right? They're so romantic, so... but it's human to fall in love, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you you couldn't help that he would still you still have that part of your life where you are going to fall in love. That is sort of the role that Franny was filling for him, you know. And so, but like, I really do believe that they were like actually falling in love. Yes, Madame de Montespan wanted power; she wanted security. And she wanted all the things that came with being the royal mistress. But I, I do think that they were actually very, very, very much in love. Do you know what I mean?
0: Agreed. Agreed. So slowly she starts being recognized as the official mistress. And that comes with what she's been wanting. The steady income mm-hmm. comes with a staff. She's got a room at every palace, a literal seat at the table. Before we end this episode, let's check in on Mr. DeMontespan. Because Louis-Henri, if he had any idea this was shit going down, he was playing dumb about it. like For, for a,
1: a while. <laughs> yeah. For a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like two years. Because previously, if the king had a mistress that got pregnant... It was just sort of like, okay, like, I'll just give them a trust fund. It's fine. But she was his first mistress that was married. So they took special precaution not to get pregnant. In a time where there wasn't birth control. So I have to imagine this was really unsexy means to not get pregnant. <laughs> when she finally does, the husband comes out of the woodwork being like, "Oh What?
0: So she was so anxious about this. She apparently got really sick from it. Mm-hmm. She also started a new fashion trend of really flowy dresses that would hide oh, her convenient. preggers belly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but once she couldn't hide it anymore, here comes Louis Henri. He storms up to the palace in Paris. And when Franny finds out she's physically sick out of anxiety from this
1: oh i could imagine
0: and then louis is like okay well that's enough of that and then he has louis Henri thrown in prison and then exiled to (laughs) never set foot in (laughs) paris again oh
1: my god yeah he's but he's showing he's showing franny that like hey i got you like i'm not gonna let this stress you out. I'm not going to let this um harm our child together or whatever.
0: Yeah, and Louis Henry ended up like stepping foot back in Paris. Uh but it doesn't yeah. seem to at this point have bothered Madame de Montespan at all.
1: Right. I think that's a good place to leave her. She's got the king wrapped around her finger and I think next episode we'll get into The implications of that all.
0: The scandal. All right.
1: You guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you in about a week or so. Cheers, Cheers, bitches.
0: Cheers.